What is up, everybody? Welcome to Same Team, an LGBTQ sports podcast. My name is Daniel Trainer. I am the host of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. It is a pleasure to be coming to you on the Outsports Podcast Network, and it is also a pleasure, oh boy, if I do say so myself, to tell you about today's guest, friend of the podcast, reporter extraordinaire from the Detroit News, Tony Paul. So Tony has been on the show before, but we are getting Tony, dare I say, at a very interesting and impactful moment right now. I'm recording this on Tuesday evening at my apartment in LA. So in just a few hours, this podcast will post on Wednesday morning. Meanwhile, back in Detroit, Tony just today was doing some breaking news reporting on what he's been covering lately, and that is the Michigan State football program. For those of you who don't know, I went to Michigan State, Tony went to Michigan State, and so we're going to have a conversation about what his life has been like lately, reporting on some not-so-great things about uh, an institution that the two of us have had in our lives for a very long time. It's an interesting thing. I think we're going to have a conversation about integrity, about having to really face some stuff that is not so great, and what Tony's life has been like in the aftermath of, of reporting on all the stuff that's going on in East Lansing. You know, my hope for this conversation is that you don't need to be a Michigan State football fan. You don't really need to be a college football fan at all to get something out of this conversation because I I think hopefully a lot of the themes that we talk about are going to be a little bit more broad, but I'm very excited to chat with Tony about everything that's been going on in his life because I know the past few months have been uh, very interesting for him and he's been doing such great work. So I'm, I'm thrilled to get the chance to talk with him about that and we'll have some fun along the way, I'm sure, because Tony's a very uh, smart and funny and affable guy. So let's just get into it. I'm, I'm really excited to get the chance to chat with my friend Tony tonight. This is the one-on-one same team conversation with the Detroit News' own Tony Paul. to have you back here on same team tony you're i mean a, a fan favorite to say the least <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> you, you you are well for for those who don't know tony and i both went to michigan state tony went to yeah, many years apart yeah, yeah many yeah, many, many some some would even some would even say decades uh, uh, uh really yeah probably <laughs> i mean well wait when when did you graduate again 2002 2002. Okay, I graduated in 2010, so not oh, too less bad. Less than a decade. How about that? It's not bad. God damn it. Um. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Tony. Tony was on the podcast a while back, and, and on that episode, we got into a, a lot of the more nitty gritty stuff that I get into on this podcast a lot. I and mean, we've talked about Tony's coming out story uh, and a bunch of really good stuff. It's a really fun episode. I, I would urge everybody who hasn't listened to that one to go back in the archives and listen. But, you know, today I really want to kind of zoom in on the work that you've been doing, you know, over the over the past few months, basically. I mean, just the reporting the hell out of the story in East Lansing and everything that's been going on with the Michigan State football team, you know, for those who are kind of unaware things have been sort of less than ideal on multiple fronts in East Lansing for for quite a while I mean Tony for those who are you know maybe uninformed or uninitiated I mean in the best way possible I mean how can you can how can you sort of 
summarize what's been going on in East Lansing with the football team and then, you know, what happened today with with the reporting that you were doing? Yeah, it's um, it's becoming more and more um, taxing to summarize it because it keeps getting <laughs> longer and longer. I know um, the story, um, given that this case is playing out now in the federal courts and there's filings all the time, and basically, you know, I I, I basically spoon with my cell phone at night now because I don't want to miss anything. That's I mean, really it's, just... it's really painting a lovely picture, Tony. <laughs> uh, right, I know. I, well, I gotta you know appeal to the audience of your make podcast. Sure, make sure that things <laughs> make sure that things on vibrate. You know, <laughs> it always is. Don't worry. Um, so basically, um, to boil it down in a nutshell, um, MSU had this recruiting coordinator who was kind of a big time um, prospect guy in the Detroit area. Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio hired him in 2013. Um, he got some big recruits. Things looked up. Michigan State won the Rose Bowl. Then two years later, they went to the college football playoff. They got their best recruiting class in 2016. Um, and then things kind of basically fell apart, um, in large part because that recruiting class did not pan out. Um, a couple things happened. One, a bunch of three recruits from that class in 2017, early 2017, were at an on-campus party allegedly sexually assaulted a girl um, that worked its way through the police and investigators right away. Um, and then a, a few months later, the biggest recruit from that class, who's Austin Robertson, who's a defense, big defensive lineman, four star out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. He allegedly raped a woman and ended up getting served their sentence to 10 years in prison um, in the upper peninsula. Uh, essentially what happened was over the first incident, the three, the three player alleged sexual assault, um, Curtis Blackwell, who was the big recruiting coordinator, uh, claims that he lost his job over that case, saying the MSU, which, by the way, to paint a picture here, was also going through the thick of the Nasser unveiling at the same time. Um, basically, he, he alleges that he was let go because MSU was just had to find a scapegoat. and He was the guy. Um, so he ends up suing Michigan State and Mark D'Antonio. MSU, amazingly, according to many legal experts and public relations officials that I've talked to, MSU amazingly declines to settle this lawsuit, which is about wrongful termination and wrongful arrest. He was arrested um, for obstructing an investigation, was never charged. Uh, He sues, MSU doesn't settle, and all of a sudden one item after another, allegation after another by Curtis Blackwell about the inner workings of D'Antonio's program have been come to light through the court system. One of the big ones a while back, which I reported, was that Austin Robertson had a history of sexual misconduct. This is that recruit from Indiana. Had a history of sexual misconduct dating to the age of 11 and a history of sexual misconduct that included multiple violations or allegations um, that ended up getting him kicked out of not just his football team, but out of his high school his senior year. D'Antonio knew about those incidents from high school. Was t- and then was told, allegedly, by multiple members of the coaching staff not to take this kid, including one coaching coaching member who told D'Antonio, I, quote, I have a daughter on campus, and I wouldn't want him on campus with her. Uh-huh. D'Antonio listens to this, decides against the, the wishes of the coaches and against the wishes of his own athletic director at the time, Mark Hollis, to take this kid. He was approved by MSU admissions somehow. We don't really know the inner workings of how he's approved if he never finished high school. Um, that's never really, kind of a yeah, mystery I never, how that right. yeah, I never how even that thought about out. that. Yeah, well, I didn't, you know, when I graduated high school and did not get into MSU my first t- attempt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, not all of us uh, can. Uh, yeah, I eventually did. 
Um, took the community college route, saved me a boatload of money, but that's another story. Okay, okay, um, we get it. <laughs> but uh, so um, anyway, Robinson, of course, the history is, you know, D'Antonio took him. He played seven games as a freshman and then ends up getting charged with rape and ends up going to prison. He's still in the Upper Peninsula now. Um, this case is kind of unfolded with, again, Blackwell accusing D'Antonio um, and MSU of wrongdoing on several fronts. The latest is he, Blackwell alleging D'Antonio committed multiple NCAA violations, which include Blackwell being allowed to recruit off campus. He wasn't one of the actual assistant on-field coaches, so he wasn't allowed to do that. And that D'Antonio helped secure jobs for parents of high-profile recruits. D'Antonio dismissed both of those. He dismissed the NCAA allegations um, about the Blackwell recruiting off campus, dismissed those out of hand in his deposition, said that never happened. And if it did, he would, it would be an NCAA violation, but I never allowed that to happen. And then the other incident, um, D'Antonio kind of acknowledged that these kids got recruit or parents got jobs, but that it was approved by compliance. On the first one with the NCAA, D'Antonio denies it. Blackwell's lawyers come out today with photographic evidence that he was in a home with Blackwell with a five-star recruit out of Ann Arbor. And that photo was made public today in a court filing, um, as well as an affidavit from the mother of the recruit. And D'Antonio, so it's taken all these ugly turns that's kind of led to this point where Mark D'Antonio is being accused of NCAA violations. And he happened to have been originally accused of the NCAA violations in public, in court, and detailed Hours before he stepped down as Michigan State coach after 13 seasons. So make it that way you will. He said it had no no impact on his decision to step down, and we don't have anything to prove otherwise. Sure. Um, But uh, that's kind of where we are now. MSU is kind of now dealing with these NCAA allegations, and they also are dealing with having a new football coach who's also stepped into the situation (laughs) knowing – that this might be coming and now realizing it has come. Yeah. Welcome so to East Lansing. as quick as I can boil that down. That was excellent. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, round of applause for you. That was that was very good because it is that sort of thing, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm following this as closely as anybody, and it becomes difficult. It's like there's so much going on. There's something new every day, and it's it's really it really becomes – tough to keep track of all of it and like today you know like like you were like you were saying i mean for d'antonio to be so adamant about the fact that these things ever happened and then for there to be like sir um here's a photo it's it's like man come on and it's like and I think you, I think you wrote uh, this as uh, as much today. But it's like you know these NCAA violations. I suppose in the grand scheme of things, especially for a university who's dealing with major, major problems when it comes to the athletic department. No, they're, not, they're not huge. It's yeah, not that not big of a, It's not huge, but it just speaks to his credibility, right? As a as just right. as a That's person. The, that- Right. That's the problem. And it speaks to a few different things. Well, that, I want to ask, where, where, right. I yeah, want to ask you about it got to D'Antonio, that. But um, more than that, um, it just, it's like MSU is just kind of, they've gone through so much with the Nasser stuff and we're not comparing this to the Nasser thing. Right. Okay. The only tie in is that this was all going on as the Nasser stuff was hitting its peak. And that's, that's really where the tie in is on that. We're not saying it's that we're not saying it's this huge deal. But what people are questioning is whether Michigan State had learned how to get things out in the open. And they, that's a question people have, is that maybe they still haven't learned to do that. And so this stuff keeps coming out, and they're continuing, continuously 
on kind of back on their heels having to respond to all this. And I think that's kind of the problem that people have. The NCAA violations by themselves, no, they're not huge deals. Right. But what I was told was the NCAA, whenever they investigate and they have started to look into this and are talking to MSU about an investigation into these NCAA allegations, the NCAA, what they tend to do when they do an investigation is tend to lump things together. So it becomes a bigger deal. So right. while it is, while the incidents themselves may not seem like a big deal when you lump things in together and if MSU or if the NCAA were to investigate and find more, then it becomes obviously a bigger and bigger issue. So why not, why not settle? I mean, I, I don't quite understand. Is that just... I have no answer for that. Is I that have just no idea. arrogance? Is that just ineptitude? Is that just not understanding really what they were dealing with? I mean, it seems like had they yeah. been able... Uh, obviously, that's... You know, maybe that doesn't look good right away. Oh, MSU settles, blah, 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 right. blah, whatever. But people, right. people stop talking about it, at, you know, right after that. You know, people move on to other stuff. And now it's just like it's become this behemoth thing. It's like you look back and obviously retrospect is 2020. But like right. to look back at that opportunity they had to essentially make all this stuff go away. It's it's pretty shocking that that didn't happen. Well, we thought that it might. Um, I talked to a bunch of legal people and public relations people who said that they thought it might. And then when it didn't, then I talked to a bunch of people who were shocked that it didn't. Um, I've heard the word, like you said, I've heard the word arrogance. I'm not using that word, but I've heard that, I mean myself, but I've heard that from legal people and PR experts. Um, also, what I was told was that from the be- at the beginning, it's a wrongful termination lawsuit, which are incredibly difficult to prove anyway, mm-hmm. and they're really difficult to win when the contract, in this which in this in this case was a year-to-year contract, so he was an at-will employee. So it makes it even more difficult for someone to win a wrongful termination suit because of that. So that's part of the reason MSU, I'm told, continued with this lawsuit. I'm also told that obviously lawyers don't want to settle, uh, especially lawyers on the wrong end of it. Or the you know the end that would be paying out. They don't want to settle. And I was also told that businesses like that, big businesses, when they settle, they're setting a precedent, and they don't want to set that kind of precedent. Right now, those are the reasons at the time. The fact that it got to the point where Mark D'Antonio, the winningest football coach in Michigan State history, had to sit for a under oath deposition, I think that's when we were all stunned that it got to that point. We right. thought, all right, maybe they, you know, because they had mediation sessions at the beginning. It didn't lead to a settlement. We thought maybe before the D'Antonio deposition, that's when they pulled the trigger and they didn't. D'Antonio sits for an under oath deposition. Now we have transcripts. Now we have video. And now we have these NCAA allegations. <sighs> it's just all snowballing from here. And so is it 2020 hindsight from Michigan State? You got to believe maybe there's somebody in there in that athletic department that probably wishes this would have been settled. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, Ugh, it's crazy. I mean, I, I want to ask a lot of stuff just sort of more broadly about the journalism you've been doing. I don't want to make this all about Michigan State because you and I could do that for. Yeah, that's not. Well, for, it's not your audience. Well, no. Well, <laughs> it is today, baby. Deal with it. Um, but I do, I, I do want to ask you. I mean, and speak to this as much as you can, but. How do you view the culture at Michigan State right now? Obviously, you know, there was so much talk. I mean, culture has become such a buzzword, especially in this coaching search and, you know, whatever. We can talk about, you know, Luke Fickle and his family and what was said, what wasn't, and how how people just generally view 
Michigan State right now. But as somebody who is who's dealing with it on a daily basis and is, is so in that world, how do you view the culture at Michigan State right now? And, and, and how quickly do you think they can turn things around? Because obviously there's new personnel in there. There's there's undeniably some new life and energy with a new head coach and some new some new coaching staff members. I think it feels as good as it has in, in a little while. But culturally speaking, mm-hmm. where do you think things stand for Michigan State right now? Well, uh, I'm going to punt on giving you an opinion, um, a specific opinion. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not like sitting in East Lansing all the time. So I'll, I sure. kind of, you know, try to sneak away from it from that perspective, from that question. But obviously there was a huge, and again, huge, huge scandal with the Larry Nassar stuff. Okay. I mean, that was big. I mean, that's on the level of Penn State. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's it's on level with what Ohio State's dealing with right now. Uh, really bad. And the news was all over the Nasser stuff and reported first um, that as many as 14 people knew for years what had been going on with Nasser. OK, so the Nasser stuff is so big. And again, not lumping it with the football, just trying to paint the you know, kind of the scene that this was all going on at the same time. Right. And so in that way, they are related. I'm not, we're not sitting here at the news putting a picture, uh, a Photoshop picture of Mark D'Antonio, Tom Izzo, and Larry Nasser on our website like a certain national media outlet did that was irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing that. But to ignore the parallels and the timeline is also irresponsible. So it is a problem. And you think about what people thought of Penn State and still think of Penn State. They've obviously come back football-wise. But – huge scandal. Michigan State is going to have that black eye for a long, long time. And so there are going to be people on the outside that are not going to be comfortable in immersing themselves into Michigan State. And I think in the free press, and that's my competitor, I'll give them credit, they wrote this story the day that Fickle basically turned them down, um, that the Fickles had an issue with the culture. And I understand that. I mean, it's out there. It's not going to be easy. It's not something that you just get past. This is, I mean, this is hundreds of women, young women, molested, raped, assaulted, and Michigan State covering it up for a long, long time, and then eventually copping to it and paying out a half a billion dollar settlement. So it's not going away. And that does obviously trickle down to every program, not just athletics, but every academic program, every major, every everything on campus is going to be tied to Larry Nasser for as long as we can even imagine. So the culture, from that perspective, the, per- the perception is not good. Mm-hmm. As far as football, as far as football, obviously um, there were concerns with you know the culture because of Luke Fickle. There also were concerns with the NCAA violations that potentially could be coming down because Mel Tucker's contract includes a clause that if there are any allegations that get levied against Michigan State NCAA-wise that predate him. His, he basically gets cover in his contract and basically gets additional years added on to his contract. Mm, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there's you know there's all this stuff going on. As far as the football program, it can come back. There's no question. I don't know whether it will happen under Tucker or the next guy or whatever. Um, it's still a Big Ten program. It's still a program, one of uh, not very many, that's gone to a college football playoff. They won a Rose Bowl in the last decade. Um, they're... The football program will eventually be fine, but it's going through definite perception issues right now as far as culture, as far as talent, 
as far as everything. And people will ask, how do you change the culture? And I think it's just about the people that you put in place. Maybe Mel Tucker helps in that regard. Maybe some new board of trustees members would help in that regard. This is just things people have been throwing at me. I'm not suggesting that. Yeah. But uh, they have a new president, uh, a full-time president now. Um, you know, athletic director Bill Beekman is new. He, he post-dates all these incidents. Now, whether he's the right guy for the job, people certainly question that. <laughs> but um, it's, it's about the people you have in place. And if, they, if they've gotten the right people in place, at least with Mel Tucker and whoever he brings in, they can get past this for sure. The university as a whole – it's going to take time. Yeah. You can't think of you can't think of Penn State without thinking of Jerry Sandusky. No. And you're not going to be able to think of Michigan State without thinking of Larry Nasser for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean it's such a weird thing dealing with it as a fan who still wants to support the university and the athletic department in whatever way I can. Um right. but also feeling feeling some shame about it, some secondhand shame about this being the institution that I have loved and cared about for so long. I mean, you know, I, I routinely still have like an MSU hat that I'll wear out. And, and the first question, you know, used to be, oh, man, hey, you know, basketball team's looking good this year. Hey, oh, football, you know, surprising. Now it's like, oh, man, what the hell is going on over there? I know you don't even have basketball to fall back on anymore. Well, I, I, you know, I was going to ask you, I, I don't we'll see how depressed I get. But I was going to no, ask. They'll, they'll, I was, I was, they'll be all right. They'll probably make a little run. This is the perfect Izzo team to make a run. I just see, get the expect get the expectations down low enough. And this just surprise you. come on. This this feels a little bit different, though, doesn't it? Mm. I, I mean, they've had they've had years like this. And I'm telling yeah, you. but the I don't know. I think the burden of expectation has just worn on them so much. You look at these other teams that Dude. make these sort of strange Final Four runs out of nowhere, and I think that those teams, you know, were, were good and obviously had expectations behind them, but they just sort of felt scrappier. I don't, I, I don't know. There's something <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I've I've learned one thing um, in all my time following Tom Izzo and following Michigan State basketball is, yeah, you, you, you never. You never count them out, and you never count them in. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? uh, You know, I mean, because obviously they're a great program, uh, and I don't want to get too far off tangent. Obviously, please um, no. They're great. They're they're a great program, uh, but they, you know, they had the loss to Middle Tennessee State in the opening round not that long ago. But then again, they had that they had that run to the Final Four. What year was that? The year they beat uh, they. I think they made it as a seven or an eight seed one time. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, you just you just never know. With the uh, with the uh, you know you never know with the NCAA tournament. By the way, I'll just say this on this this last thing on the basketball. But if there's a year where teams are going to come out of nowhere <laughs> to surprise you in the NCAA tournament, it's going to be this year because there's no great team, especially when you look at the Big Ten. I mean, it's such a cluster. It's uh, wild that, that you you never know what's going to happen. They're on a little downswing right now. Maybe it continues, but you know I wouldn't write them out yet. Yeah, I, I sort of agree. I was, and again, the this basketball tangent will end for the listeners. Uh, but <laughs> there I was, we go. <laughs> I was we're looking, losing. We're losing your listeners. Like, <laughs> no, no, I no. Super you're, fast. No, 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 no. You're drawing. You're drawing the MSU crowd in. This is what they came for. We got to oh, give. Yeah. We got to okay. give them what they want. They. I mean, I, I what, got you. It is funny. I was looking at just some bracketology stuff today, just because you know that stuff can be kind of addicting to look at, and you know, state. Every bracket I saw today, there were a seven seed, right, um, which right. is so just so. I mean, had you told me at the beginning of the year, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. no, it's crazy. And you know, by the way, you are now allowed to look at bracketology in February. That's, oh, okay. you're allowed. February is yes. when it's okay. Yes, that's that's when you're allowed to give it a, give it a thought. People that look at it, 
I mean, they have bracketology coming out in November. They I do mean, bracket. They, they there was be. there was a mock bracket before the season started. You're like, oh, yeah. well, oh, yeah. okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, exactly. No, it's but you know that's journalism today. We got to have something to write about. So. Well, you know, speaking of speaking of your profession, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about the implications about reporting on MSU. You know, as a fan, it's been a difficult thing to kind of reconcile. And obviously, you know, you have the utmost journalistic morality, but it has has it been difficult at all over the past year <laughs> to report on this stuff? I mean, does it break your heart a little bit? Uh no, it, it it doesn't. I mean, the Nasser stuff broke my heart. I mean, honestly, I mean that that was awful. Um, it remains awful. Um, that really shook me as an MSU alum. More than this, this is sports. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this is sports. It's entertainment. Um, as far as report, I've been asked a lot about that about reporting on my alma mater. You know, look, I have a job to do. Um, this is not the first story I've written that MSU has not liked. It won't be the last. Um, you know, I was telling people it's funny. Um, and I'm not sure I mentioned this to you before, but the last time I moved, which was like two, two and a half, three years ago, I lost my diploma. And oh. So you can go on, you can go online, and you can order another one. You just gotta, you know, put in some confirmation stuff and pay twenty bucks or whatever it is. But I'm telling people now, I'm like, I should have done that a while ago because I don't think they're gonna give me one anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, you know, it's it's it's. It's not easy. It's never easy to write any story like this, though. I've written stories that U of M people don't like and other universities and other pro teams. And, you know, that's just part of the job. I'm just yeah. trying to report the truth. Um, I want both sides of the story as much as I can get it, as much as both sides are willing to give me their side of it. And, you know, I'll continue to go on like this. Uh, it's been trying at times just because of the social media nature of the business these days that, you know, I get a lot of crap, obviously from a lot of Michigan state people. It's funny. Um, anytime I get an email or anytime I get a, especially a tweet at me that's negative about the story and how it's not newsworthy and I'm a shill and all this stuff, <laughs> you know, all I have to do, all I have to do is look at their avatar or look at their bio on their Twitter post. And you know, they're always without fail, hundred percent green and white. Of course. And, you know, so you take it for what it is, what I've learned more than anything. And I knew this to an extent, but not quite as much as I do now. What I learned more than anything reporting this story is that college fans are so loyal to their school. Yeah. And they can overlook a lot of things. And God bless them. You know, it's great to be a fan. I don't know. Who, God I, bless them. I don't know about. I, I well, don't know about as, that. you know, it, look, they're entitled to that. They're entitled to be. They're, they're entitled to be fans. You know, as someone who's been at the news now since 2006, I've lost a whole lot of fandom. Um, I cover things. You know, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other um, what happens to a team anymore, whether they win or lose. It's just gone. Well, as, a, as that, a guy who covers Detroit sports, thank God. <laughs> right. It's pretty easy to not care anymore. But but that happened a long time ago. I mean, you know, I've covered the. You know, I, I, I grew up the biggest Tiger fan in the world. Um, I mean, I wrote letters to Ernie Harwell and Kirk Gibson. I mean, Ernie wrote back several times. Kirk Gibson never did. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not I mean, holding I, a grudge I, at all. Yeah. But I, I mean, I grew up a huge Tiger fan. But even covering the World Series in 2012, it didn't matter to me if they won or lost. The fandom is gone for the most part in almost all regard. I have a job to do. And, I, you know, I'm sorry that Michigan State people are having a hard time with this. Um, but I, I – appreciate the Michigan State fans that acknowledge that there was a problem here 
and it's it's worth being reported. Unfortunately, that's not the majority of the Michigan State fan. Well, I just think people uh, almost fall into like two camps now, and and you you know this just as well as anybody, as you just said. But like, I have people in my life who are hardcore, diehard MSU fans who won't give two seconds to anything negative no matter what right. it is no matter what it right. is and it's such a it's such a weird thing that i think is so unfortunate i i think you know and, and there are as many sort of knuckleheads like that as there are i think people who want to you know do whatever they can positively here but it's yeah it, it is it is an interesting thing to sort of see well, a just, fandom divided to, yeah no i just want to touch on that really quick because you know, I understand where a lot. Of, you know, I don't necessarily like getting bombarded on Twitter from MSU fans, but I understand where they're coming from. You know, look, entertainment or sports is entertainment. It's an escape. You know, you want to worry about the wins and losses and whether MSU is ever going to get back to the Rose Bowl and whether Michigan State basketball is going to make the Final Four. I mean, I understand. People work hard. You know, they got a lot going on in their lives, and for a little bit of time, you can focus on a team you love and 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 watch and see if they win or lose and focus on that. I understand that. And with this latest story. I reported today, it is not the end of the world. The MSU football program is not going to get the death penalty. <laughs> right. Okay? Well, you even they, said they that. You my... said that in the article. I did, and, and people need to understand that. The problem is a lot of people don't read the article. They read the headlines. Of course. They get all bent out of shape. But I'm not saying this is a huge deal. It could become a bigger deal if, it's, if there's more out there, which we don't know, and we've not reported that there is. Um, but it could become a bigger deal. But it's in the grand scheme of things, no, this is not, not – this is not, you know, the biggest deal in the world. Now, you go back to the previous story I wrote back in early, that published in early January that talks about it's kind of a tick-tock of how the program has descended it as it has, and a big part of that were these two massive sexual assault, invest, sexual assault investigations. That's a bigger deal. And when people dismiss that as a reporter doing a hatchet job, that bothers me. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Because, I mean, that's, that's not football. That's not points and field goals and touchdowns and safeties and whatever that's real life stuff and you know so that and the nasser stuff again that you know that shook me the nasser stuff the rest of the stuff you know i understand why a lot of people dismiss it but i just wish that a lot of people would not be so quick to dismiss it or at least go beyond the headline read the story before you say that it's one-sided and, and all out to get msu i have no gripe I mean, I've been, you know, people like the emails. I mean, you must ha- be out to get Mark D'Antonio. What did he ever do to you? Yeah. Mark D'Antonio and I have met maybe three times. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I have no issue with him. I don't know the man. I mean, he had a great football program he ran. I mean, they had great success. They won a Rose Bowl. They made the playoff. I was there at the playoff game in Dallas. I, it's not about that. It's just about reporting the news and the truth. And that's all I'm trying to do. I, I also love that. Often when you're getting called out on social media, which uh, no, I'm not saying that I support this, although I give you shit on social media sometimes for other things. Yeah, but usually you're drunk when you do it. Though. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> well, actually- am I wrong? Yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe sometimes, but it's I do love sometimes when I'm like going through the mentions and like every so often there is somebody who's like, you know, in green and white. who's like, you're such a U of M lackey. And like, yeah. don't yeah. you just want to be like, I yeah. went to MSU, yeah. you fool. Yeah. A lot of, you know, I, I tend not to use the word fool. I tend to be a little nicer. Moron. That. <laughs> but uh, no, I even steer clear of that. But oh, okay. um, I, I, 
I don't have to point that out because people know where I went to school. It's not a secret. Um, I mean, that's just, it's out there. Everyone knows it. Um, uh, you know, but when I covered UMM basketball, and I mean, I got the same crap that I was a U, you know, that I was an MSU homer. I got that from the U of M fans. I still get it. And now I get from the MSU fans, you're a U of M homer. How yeah. about that? Just trying to report the news. That's, you yeah. know, look, you know, I, I mean, that's all we're trying to do. I mean, we've, we've done nothing in our reporting that definitively says this is the verdict. You know, that's not for us to decide. Um, you know, I mean, this case could be thrown out at the end of the week. We don't know, uh, you know, but I mean, it's not for us to decide. It's just to report the facts, the allegations and the responses. That's all we're doing. And the people that say, I'm, you know, I get people to say I'm an MSU homer. I get people to say I'm a U of M homer, which I look at that as a good thing because if both sides are saying that, then you're probably <laughs> doing something right. Well, listen, as, as somebody who uh, who went to Michigan State and, and loves the university, I, I commend you for everything that you're doing, and I hope you keep going because it's well, it's in, it's important to uh, important. I think anybody who thinks differently needs to uh, maybe readjust their mindset a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, it's, well, you it's, said you said that, not me. Okay, yeah. You can hang that on my head. Um, uh, I want to talk about your taste in music. About what? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> okay, so hold on. I was actually, Tony and I were having. This, co- this podcast took a very weird turn. I yeah. think my phone's dying. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this is no. This is actually an interesting conversation. I think so. You and I were talking the other day about you. Uh, forgive me if I'm stepping on your toes here. You don't want anybody to know this, but you were going to buy tickets to a concert. Yeah, I put it on Twitter. It's not a big surprise. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Did people call my you? My whole life's on Twitter. Did you know? people? As much call- as I bitch about Twitter, my whole life it's like my photo album from when i was a kid like except oh, you know i'm not a kid you of know? course twitter is basically my life story so okay so you were yeah, you were there. you were going to buy tickets to go see elton john right did you buy them yet no are you going to probably okay they're He's, really expensive three hundred dollars so, is a lot of money um to spend on a concert the most i've ever spent on a concert is elton john and billy joel together in chicago i paid 175 uh, that was years play? ago uh, they played a, the Ro- somewhere up in Rosemont. I don't oh, even know sure, what- sure, sure. I saw I saw Elton John there at the the former. It's like the Allstate Arena now, but it was okay. It was used, it up in Ro- Rosemont, right? Yeah, but it used to be okay. the it used to be the Rosemont Horizon, like way back in the day. But it's okay. been Allstate I, yeah, now. Probably when I saw, yeah, probably when I saw them there. I you know and that was kind of the last minute supporters of a friend of mine. Um, and I've seen Billy Joel and Elton John together a ton. I've seen Billy Joel by himself. And I've seen Elton John by himself. And, but Elton says this is his last tour, allegedly. I think it um, will be. It probably did have the pneumonia the other day. And, you know, I mean, he has the kids and all that stuff. And so he probably wants to get off the road. Although, if you want to get off the road, I'm not sure doing a three-year farewell <laughs> tour is the way to do it. Um, but I want to go. I mean, I love Elton John's music. I think he's a fantastic piano player. Um, not the best. <laughs> really going out on a limb there. Well, no, no, but but I'm saying, but no, I mean, I should explain that. I don't think he's the best singer in the world, uh, but he's. I think he's a fantastic piano player. Where I think that Billy Joel is, uh, you know, is kind of a little bit more of a showman than Elton John, but not as good of a piano player. That's that was kind of the. Point. You think Billy Joel is more of a showman than Elton John? Oh no, he is in person. It's true. Elton John doesn't wear the big duck costumes anymore. I mean, oh. Billy Joel is. Much more in concert. I am comfortable saying this. I'm much more of a showman interacting with the crowd. I mean, well, listen. These days, these days he is. That's a fact. I mean, that's a fact. But the music, the technical music, 
is much better from the Elton John side. I have no problem admitting on this podcast that I hate Billy Joel. See, that really breaks my heart. It's just, it's, I've never gotten why? it. You know, a lot of people do, but why do you hate Billy Joel? I've never, well, first of all, I think he's just like a schmuck, but I don't, I've never. Why is he a schmuck? Why, why, you can't just say that and not explain why. Okay, I was about to and you cut me off. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I'm used no. to host, I, I hosted a podcast earlier today, so I'm used to hosting. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. well, yeah, I, I, I was, go, was going to wait until the end for you to get your plugs in, but your your podcast <laughs> is, is great and I listen to it all the time and everybody, everybody should. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, uh, no, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have a reason. I just think I've just never liked him, and I, I can appreciate some of his music, but it's I it's undeniably not for me. And I I sort of hate to deduce it to this very sort of obvious comparison that a lot of people do because ultimately I don't think it makes a lot of sense. But obviously, a lot of people will do the like Billy Joel versus Bruce Springsteen thing, and you're one of the other, or you're one or the other. And I'm, I'm I've never heard that before, by the way. You're crazy. I everything I hear is always Billy versus Elton because of the obvious no. comparisons. The obvious hmm. can no. There's well, obvi- they're both big piano players who basically came up at the same time. Okay, so, I fine. Mean, there's a lot of, but but it, but I do think that a lot of people that like Elton like Billy. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's a different thing. But I've never heard the you like Bruce or Billy thing. I've heard that more than Billy. Really? Um, yeah. Really. But anyway, well, I like I like Bruce. I've never seen him in concert, but Ugh. I like Bruce. All right, well, you have to go. He's, I know. I heard he does a great concert, and I know. You've I, I think heard I missed he does a know. great concert. Yeah, I don't know if he's touring anymore. I don't know. He but is. I I'm think sure. uh, I think he and the E Street Band uh, are supposed to maybe go on tour this year or next. So okay. You'll well, have to I'm go. definitely going to try to catch him because I, I get really sad when I miss people, when I miss acts that are done. Like, like I'll, I'll go gay here for a minute. And, uh, You've been talking uh, about Elton John for 35 minutes. No, no, Elton John appeals to the masses. You know it. Um, but no, like uh, like Tina Turner, okay? I think that that would have been an amazing concert, but I'm never going to have the chance to see that. Yeah, so, she's in her like, castle in Switzerland or whatever. Right? I know, I know. And yeah, she, you know, she's had the health issues and she quit a while back. And, you know, so like that, like I'm afraid to like, you know, one of these days I'm going to catch one of the share farewell tours just because I'm afraid of missing her, you yes. know? And I feel like, I feel like Bruce. I, I definitely, if he comes to this area, I'm gonna have he to will. check it out because I love I love Bruce's music. I mean, and so I like Bruce and Billy and Elton. I mean, I'm kind of a big music fan of the old stuff because that's kind of what I grew up with. My parents playing the radio in the car, and I just never let go of it. So. Well, because CDs weren't invented when you were a kid yet, right? No, they weren't. They weren't. Um, that's true. And I don't think they were invented when you were a kid either. So <laughs> I know. Uh, I, if, if we're being totally honest here. I, I am getting old. A, a nice little jab at me, but but I, I think it's a little ill-advised. I I saw Bruce twice at the Palace. Rest in, okay. may God rest her soul. I know. It's not gone yet, I don't think. I, uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but uh, I assume Bruce would play... LCA, a Little Caesars Arena. Well, see, that's what I that's what I thought, and you know, I just haven't heard anything about it. But I'm sure what will happen is they'll put that that concert on the schedule for this year because I'm already at like my budget capacity for concerts. So um, okay, so, so that'll really stretch it. So speaking of, so you're going to see so Elton this three hundred dollar ticket is that like where is this seat in the arena? Is this a good seat? Uh, yeah, I mean it's no, nah, it's no, it's upper deck. I think. I think it's probably up for deck. I think the lowest I saw was like 280. This is secondary market. He's all sold out. He's got two shows. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting and waiting, hoping that I might, you know, you know, I'll probably end up burning myself and end up spending even more. So. Well, what I but was, that's, 
that's on the list. I mean, it's right behind Billy Joel. I'm going to see Billy Joel. He's playing Comerica Park. I've seen every Billy Joel show in the state of Michigan for probably 12 to 20 years, something like that. I don't know. 12 um, to 20. What a strange. Well, you know, he had a little bit of a gap. So I saw him at my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college. So that was a long time ago, 98, wow, 97. Yeah. So I've seen every Billy Joel concert in Michigan since then, and I will see his show at Comerica. So that's like right ahead. That's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks. Unless the news lets me review it, which they've <laughs> kind of floated that idea, and then it won't cost me $200. Oh, so we'll baby. See. But, I mean, that sounds great, obviously. But, like, are you getting the full concert experience if you go review the concert? Don't you want to be amongst well, see, the that's people, why I'm debating have a couple it. Well, beers? That's why, I'm, that's, that's why I'm debating it because it's like I know I want to go with friends. Uh, I mean, I've seen Billy Joel with a host of different friends, and I know I want to go with them and I'm sure I'll have a couple beers and I probably don't want to rush back to the office to write a review. So that is my hang up. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is true. That's why I'm debating whether I even want to do that. So we'll thank see. you. Thank you very might much. Be a financial, might be a financial decision though. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we were talking about the Elton six concerts are expensive, man. Well, I believe me. I know. I mean, I've been, I'm a huge concert goer. I haven't been much lately actually just, I don't know. It's been sort of a lull, but also they're so expensive. What was your last concert? That's a good question. Last concert. I feel like I just, oh, do you, uh, do you know who Jason Isbell is? Probably not. Uh, I went and saw him. Uh, he played okay. at the uh, Walt Disney Concert Hall here in L.A. like last month. Um, he's great. I think you would actually I'll, – uh, I'll send you something. He, I think you would actually right. really like him. He's this kind of like folk Americana guy, but he's, uh, he's great. He's a great singer-songwriter. He's, he's really good. So I like saw a young Gordon Lightfoot? <laughs> he'd, probably enjoy, he'd probably enjoy that comparison, yeah. Uh, um, right, cool. Right. It's good. I'll, I'll listen to that. I'll okay. To cool. That. Cool. Cool. But you know, I was when we were talking right. about the Elton thing, uh, it got me thinking about um, just tickets for sporting events because a friend of mine was uh, having this conversation a, a little bit recently about whether or not it it is worth it to shell out a bunch of money to go to a sporting event anymore, no. just because no. of the production no. value on TV no. and what a nightmare it no, is. No, 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 no. But here's what, <laughs> here's what I'm saying though. If you, what is the one thing that you would maybe consider buying an expensive ticket for sporting event for wise? Let's say the Tigers the are in the Masters. Oh, it'd be the Masters. Oh, it'd be the Masters. I mean, come on. That's, I mean, not, it's not the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's the not Masters. the World Series. I've been to World Series. It's the Masters. I mean, that's just. I know you're probably not a golf guy. That's whatever. not even true. I uh, I I mean, I'm well. I, I I'm not really. I, I could Augusta have, National. Augusta National. You know, despite its racist history, is yeah. hollowed ground for golfers. Yeah. You know, despite and, uh, that, you know, racist racist and and you know w- women, but they've changed. You know, are you even allowed in? <laughs> I, I that's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, look but that no, up before I mean, you buy the that's, ticket. That's kind of it's a flippant comment. But the Masters to me, I mean, as a huge golf guy, that's the one event that a it's really difficult to even get tickets on the secondhand market for the Masters. So the exclusivity right. of it makes it a bigger deal. Like the Super Bowl, if you want to plunk down six grand, you can go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Masters is much trickier to even get tickets on the secondary market. So the, just the exclusivity of it. Uh, and just, you know, I grew up watching this event. I mean, I saw the promos for the Masters on the last PGA Tour 
event you know on tv and it just gets me excited it just means spring even more than opening day in detroit it means spring to me so that's yeah. the one i would probably shell out a significant amount of money for i'm not talking like a thousand dollars or something but a, a good chunk of money i should have let you i yeah i should have let you know i i have for the past three years gone to the uh the genesis open which is now the what genesis invitational at riviera here in yeah old, old riviera i know my family was there yeah. this past weekend i i declined the invite this year because i'm I, gonna get i'm gonna you decline the invite i'm guessing that when you go to the genesis invitational you're sitting in a hospitality suite okay thank you very much uh, I can't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Daniel hoofing it up the hills of Riviera. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't. First, I can't imagine that. First of all, go to hell. Secondly, you're right. I'm right, aren't I? I'm right. <laughs> no, I've done it both ways. I've done it both ways. Actually, I've been lucky enough to like get sort of like VIP treatment there, and it's very nice and whatever. But I, I've walked the course too, and it's just like going to see golf live is not that exciting. I mean, you don't see anything. It's like it's. <laughs> It's just like I don't know. It's a lot of work. You're around no, a I, bunch I, of idiots. No, I, I, I understand what you're talking about. I mean, I've covered a lot of golf events and I've walked the course with with the golf. I understand that. Yeah, I mean, look, let's just acknowledge the fact that in this day and age, everything's better sitting on your ass at home watching it on TV. Yeah, okay, one hundred percent is better, including including the Emmys that you go. Maybe not the Emmys and Oscars. Oh, yeah, how you dare play. you? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. no. But but sporting events. Almost all of them are just better, you know. Baseball might be an exception. Yeah, that's um, true. I, I still think there's something about being at a baseball game, um, but for the most part, let's just admit that everything's better at home with a pizza and a beer and just watching on TV. Yeah, I, so I understand where you're coming from with the golf. I'm such a golf nerd that I love being there in person. I've been to the Ryder Cup. I mean, I've been to majors. I've been to you know, I've been to a lot of cool events and i love walking the course and augusta would be is on the bucket list for sure you will come come for the genesis uh invitational <laughs> next year it'll be uh, that'll get me I, to go. i've seen that course so much on tv that 18th hole looks very difficult uh yeah i wouldn't know although i will say i was in uh speaking of going to sporting events i went to the lions cardinals game in arizona earlier this year i think i knew that i think i knew that <laughs> yeah, why did God. you do that huh why did you do that? I have no idea. Um, no, it was actually it was no, it was really fun. Actually, I mean, I'm I'm a, uh, as, as much as I'm sitting here saying that going to sporting events isn't worth it. I am a sucker for a sports road trip. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah. And so Arizona, sure. and when and with your with when you're with friends and you you know you're having a good time. I mean, sure. I mean, it's it depends on the atmosphere, but and know, my I parents are totally. my friends. Uh, yeah, we know. Yeah, because that's who they I was with. The Emmys and the Oscars, or whatever. I don't go to the Oscars yet. The Emmys, I'm sorry. The yet, Emmys, yes. You've been begging them forever to get you hooked up to the Oscars, haven't you? Yeah, maybe. But I going to, <laughs> going to Arizona is a perfect road trip for us, Mike, because I have an uncle who lives there. It's a six okay. it's a six hour drive from LA. It's a nice little getaway weekend. So you know, we saw the Lions were were opening there, and so we we drove mm-hmm. over. But um, I went I went golfing when I was in Arizona. Little, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there, I'll send you I'll send you a photo. Uh, little par three at this. Resort. Let us see a video, actually. I'm I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm sure one of them, no. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. My swing isn't what it used to be, but uh, yeah. Played a little par three, um, and uh, I my claim to fame uh, is that I I had one birdie. Wow. So, 
So it was. Hey, one birdie. One birdie is really good for someone who doesn't golf very much. Thank you very much. It was a very easy course. Yeah, that's um, impressive. It was like, yeah, it was like eight, eight, seven, eight, two, eight, eight. <laughs> but it was. What fun. did you shoot for the round? I I I stopped. I I can't count that high. It, it got. Uh, if it you was, have a birdie, you have to count the other holes. No, we did, but it was bad. I don't know. I played with my okay. parent. I played with my you parents. Played nine or eighteen. 18, which is really exhausting. Okay, then you probably shot 100. You probably shot 130, I bet. Oh, probably. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It probably. I, I'm sure. Yeah, this. I'm sure. Fun. I'm sure the scorecard is somewhere. I'll have to. I'll scrounge it <laughs> I'll up. I'll reach out to your. I'll reach out to your dad. He follows me on Twitter. Oh yeah, I, te- I te- he, he does. I texted him that I was talking to you tonight. And he goes, I follow him on Twitter. I was like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. Yes, we've interacted a couple times. Yeah. yeah oh, be careful yeah. there. Um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, Seems to have a lot of the same opinions that you do. He does. I know. It's funny. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, it's a lot of like anti-Trump sentiment, which is great. And then yeah. just if see it, me and my dad don't have that. In, we don't have that in common with you guys. We do not share those opinions. Because you're yeah, your dad's <laughs> anti-Trump, and uh, uh, you're a you're a big uh, Trump guy. Yeah, yeah or, or uh, the other way, maybe. But I'm gonna, anyway, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get. Hey, I grew up in I grew up in Grand Rapids. I got I got the hand I was built. So. Oh, yeah, well, anyway, what are you going to do? Let's move on from politics. I don't want my bosses to get mad. Yeah, sorry. No, uh, 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 I'm going to cut this out. Um, <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to uh, WrestleMania this year, which is really going, is yeah. that in uh, the, the that's not the Coliseum, is it? Uh, no, it is in Tampa. Okay. Oh uh, wow, you're going all the way over to Tampa. Going down wow. to Tampa. I have family down there. It's going to be fun. And then WrestleMania next year is at the new football stadium. But I'm um, here in the LA. New football yeah, here stadium. in LA. Yeah. Oh okay. Okay. SoFi. Have you been to a WrestleMania before? I have. I've only been to one. I mean, I've been to hundreds of wrestling events in my life. I've only been to one. Hundreds. Rest- oh yeah. Do you not know this about me? No. Really? No. I've been to. I've been to one. Where? Uh, Van Andel Arena. Okay. I was a freshman at Grand Rapids Community College, and I was big into wrestling. That was big. That was when WCW was taking over the world. With, oh, so this the, was with the NWO and Goldberg. WCW never really took over the world. But go on. No, they did for a minute. They had they had McMahon on the ropes. They did when they had the NWO sure. and they had Goldberg on the ropes. Yeah, they did, right. You like that? But um, so we had. Um, we had front row seats. Oh. And so it was fantastic. It was so much fun. Was this and, like a uh, pay-per-view or like a out. nitro or a No, it was a house show. Just a house? I mean, house show, but they had taped, so I mean it was no, it was Monday Nitro. Okay, yeah. Which is live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was the one I was at. But um hundreds, man. I used to be the biggest wrestling fan when it was WWF in the eighties and my parents didn't take me to see WrestleMania at the Silver Dome and I never forgave them, still to this day. Wow. If they're listening, still pissed. Um, <laughs> they better hundreds be listening. Of, hundreds of wrestling shows. Seriously? Hundreds, De- yeah, oh lit- literally hundreds. Yeah, I went still to-, to this day. To this day, you oh, still follow it. Oh, I mean, how do you not know this? Don't you follow me on Twitter? This is all I tweet did about I, is wrestling. Did I, did I mute you? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be the. You wouldn't be the first. But no, not no. I, you know, I think I knew that, but I didn't realize. I mean, hundreds of shows is a commitment to your fandom. Yeah, it's. That, yeah. I, I didn't realize it was that extreme. It's very, it's very extreme. Yeah, so I'm going down to Tampa. When I'm down there, I'll probably see at least three other wrestling shows while I'm down there. So that'll be like what other wrestling shows? <laughs> well, Re- WrestleMania now has become such a. Well, week- it's become kind of a. It's like the centerpiece of like this big, you know, like this big event weekend event, right? Like they got other shows. Like they got the like next or whatever that is. NXT, that yes. Stuff. Okay. All so, right. so I, I did know this because I have. 
Uh, and I'll just say this really quick. My buddy at the news, Adam Graham, is a is a huge WrestleMania fan. He he tries to go every year and pretty much does. So oh. I do get an update on what's going on in the world of wrestling, even though I don't care. Well, you should so. see the, the the dirty little secret is like wrestling right now is as good as it's ever been, and it's just there's so much going on. There's so much to follow. It's it's a little overwhelming actually. But I mean, like WWE, there's a lot you can say about them. But like, and, and their weekly their weekly programming can be pretty stale and stuff. But they have so much talent that when it comes yeah. to like a big pay per view event, I mean, some of the stuff that they do is just unbelievable. It's like remarkable. who's the biggest wrestler in the world today? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, it's sort of it's sort of a complicated one because there's sort of two levels to it. I mean, you could say that the answer to that is Brock Lesnar, or you could say okay, that the I've answer. Heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The answer to that could still be John Cena, who's going to have a match I've at Wrestle. He'll okay. have a match at WrestleMania this year. But he's got to be getting near retirement, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, be. he he'll come back. He he's wrestling once a year at this point. I got you. He'll have he's a match. Like on, he's on the Hogan contract. Yeah, he'll have a match at WrestleMania. But if we're talking guys or girls who are doing it on a weekly basis, it's probably it's probably Roman Reigns. Okay. Um, right. or like Becky Lynch. See, yeah, see, I know wrestling's kind of gone to the women wrestlers, and I'm sorry that doesn't interest me. At That's all. don't. Why would you say that? It just doesn't. You you don't know what you're you talking what? about. I was though, intrigued you... when they got uh, Ronda Rousey. Is she still doing anything? Uh, no, but she'll be back soon. Okay, all right. I was intrigued by that. You know, crossover. she was phenomenal. Yeah, she was great. Right. I mean, she main evented WrestleMania last year. Okay, you do know wrestling's not real, right? Oh my god! Just checking. Just checking. <sighs> Just checking. It's good stuff. Next That's t- cool, though. I mean, you know, look, no, my buddy Adam at the news is the same way. Like he goes to every WrestleMania, and he said it's. That's my dream. He said it's. He said it's unbelievable, and we actually, I did write a WrestleMania story with him about. Uh, yes, you haven't seen this. It was three years ago. We wrote the oral history of WrestleMania three. Oh yes, Pontiac yeah, Silver yeah, Dome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Yes, yeah. yes. We wrote that, and I got to talk to a lot of wrestlers at the time, and it was pretty interesting. Oh, that's including great. including Jim the Anvil Nightheart, who I got on the phone, and he's like, "Oh yeah, me and Andre had a good match at WrestleMania three and I'm like, "You didn't wrestle Andre oh, the no. Giant at WrestleMania three <laughs> And sadly, sadly, uh, he died uh, not long after that interview. <laughs> but. Uh, um, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting reporting that story though. But no, I have written I have written wrestling, but I didn't realize that you were that big of a fan. I'm I, going. I there's just didn't know that. there. Well, and it's like I think people because it is wrestling is sort of a niche thing. I, I think people who don't follow it don't quite realize how big it is. But like when I when I'm telling people that I'm going to Tampa for WrestleMania, they're all like, "Oh, like where is it? Where like." is it where the lightning play or like what? I'm like, no, it's like at the football stadium. And they're like, it is. They're yeah. like, huh? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's where the, it's where the Buccaneers play. They're like outside. I was like, yeah. They're like, isn't that like, so have you bought tickets to that already? Well, uh, no long story. Well, it's not a long story. The short story short is that, uh, I will be getting, um, I will be getting free tickets. Oh, from who? I cannot reveal that at this time. <laughs> I wonder what a, what does a wrestling ticket cost to wrestle in Oh well, it's funny you asked that because I just looked that up the other day. I was talking to my dad about tickets. <laughs> I think I mean you can get in for a for a pretty decent price, you know. But you're like way up high. Like if you, fifty bucks or maybe not that cheap, but 
not too much more than that, but we were looking at like sort of ringside seats. Like if you want to be close oh, to the ring, it's like you want to be on TV. Well, just, I mean, just just out of curiosity, we just wanted to see how much they were. I mean, if you want to, if you want a good seat, like close, you're paying ten thousand bucks. Wow, wow, that's like Super Bowl prices. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy. Wow. And I'm going. I. Uh, uh, on the day before WrestleMania, I'm going to a show uh, on Saturday morning that is all or mostly LGBTQ performers. Really? Yes. See, I did. I did. By the way, I obviously follow the LGBTQ community uh, quite closely. I <laughs> Easy for you to say. Wrestlers. There. Yeah, there are some wrestlers that uh, I do follow, and uh, yeah, that's cool. It's going to be fun. Like. LGBTQ wrestlers are there? I mean, I've had even on this podcast, I've had. Uh, who have you had? Who have you had? Who have I've you had? had. Let's see. I've had uh, Jake Atlas, who is now in NXT. Mm-hmm. He was signed. Yeah. He signed yeah. by WWE. I, I went to where he trained wrestling school here and talked to him on the ring, and um, that was cool. I've had. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, Effie, who is awesome. He was on not too long ago. He's he's organizing the the LGBTQ show in Tampa. Um, I've had okay. Anthony Bowens. He's a cool guy. I was going to ask you because he seems to be a pretty visible one. Yeah. He's well, uh, people like him for, for aesthetic reasons. Certainly, he's a very. I don't know what you're. T- I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. He's probably one that you follow. Yeah. Um, uh, He's got a boyfriend, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they have. They do their whole like YouTube thing. Um, I had. I know. I know. Yeah, uh, we get it. We get it. I know. Uh, Fred Rosser, who uh, formerly was Darren Young, who was in WWE. Um, I got you. I, he, I've heard that name. He was on here. Um, uh, Mike Pero, who will be at the show in Tampa. He's this like huge. Mostly wrestles now in Japan. Does it? He's incredible. He's like this huge guy. Um, he's awesome. So there, I mean, there's a ton of people. I mean, wrestling is, I feel like I say this all the time, but I think wrestling is a lot more progressive than most people give it credit for. And and most people think so it's, uh, it's cool. It's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun time (laughs) to be a wrestling fan. Even behind the scenes with wrestling, even in the eighties and nineties, um, being gay wasn't a deal breaker in wrestling. I know a lot of people didn't come out, but I mean, I've watched a lot of wrestling documentaries and read a lot about wrestling. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal to be a gay wrestler in the eighties or nineties. So it is ahead of its game for sure. Yeah. I think, I think if you're, I think wrestling just sort of attracts kind of a bunch of weirdos and, and people who right, are, right, who right, maybe yeah. just a like little, <laughs> I really walked right into that. Didn't I? You sure did. You sure did. Oh God. Um, all right. Well, I, I've blabbed enough about wrestling on, I feel like <laughs> I'm I just, fascinated. I still read a lot about wrestling, but I'm, I'm very drawn to like the, 80s and 90s early 90s wrestling like the era of wwf like is my wheelhouse like i mean i could tell you just about everything from that era still to this day but as far as today yeah i just i don't know i guess i grew up daniel (laughs) well some of us haven't yet all right (laughs) fair enough fair enough doing the best that we can um All all right well uh i feel oh one thing i did want to ask you have you watched friday night lights yet no Okay, is this a show or a movie? Okay. I think I asked you that the last time I was on. It's both. Okay. Well, but what am I supposed to watch? The show. I mean, the movie is fine. The movie's fine, but the movie, there's separate things. You don't need to watch the movie to watch the show. The show... Okay, just, so I want to watch the TV show. You want to watch the TV show Friday Night Lights, which I believe... Which- 
it used to all be on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. It might be on Hulu somewhere. Okay. Um, or no, right. I think it's all on well, Amazon now. Just watch it. Uh, I don't think I, I think I have Amazon. I probably do. I'm sure you do. All right. I know you told me this the last time that we talked and I, I, I get so distracted in my own shows. Like I have a set group of shows that I watch. Look what I don't, I'm scared to ask. You are. You should be. Most people really. Our, our TV and movie critic does not like my taste in. You brought it up. Crap. What are you watching? Uh, um, I watch. Let's see. Um, on Tuesdays, I don't watch this stuff live, obviously, but no one does that anymore. But um, Tuesdays, I watch This Is Us because I'm a sap. Okay. And it's such a good show. Um, let's see. So watch Modern Family, although mercifully it's ending this year. Okay. Um, I watch. I still watch Grey's Anatomy. I've seen every episode from like the first season through. Like I think we're on the fiftieth. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've, I still watch that. Um, they got a nice gay storyline going in Grey's Anatomy. That's right what now, I've heard. So, That's what I've yes, heard. Yes, Nico and Schmidt. Yes. Nico and Schmidt. Yes, yes, Schmico. I think is that. I don't know if that's what they call them, but I'm I hope sure. it isn't. I think it is. It might be. Um, um, but the one character, by the way, um, in Grey's Anatomy, one of the gay characters, Schmidt, was just in that movie on Hulu, or it was on Freeform or whatever. But it just came out on Hulu the other day, um, called The Thing About Harry. It's a really good new gay movie. So, is it about Prince audience, Harry? No, 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 no. It's oh. one of those gay movies where you know this it's guy funny. named Harry, you know, the hot guy. You know, the main character and then Schmidt's character. I call him Schmidt, Schmidt because it's from Grey's Anatomy. But his character, they get together and it's great. You should watch it. It's actually, as far as game movies go, and most game movies suck, it's actually pretty good. Okay, settle down. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. I, oh, I watch Will and Grace, of course. and uh, Of course, of course. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, well, I mean, I'm a child of the 90s, you know. I mean, it's, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's history. You got to watch it. So, but that's about it. I mean, and then I just like, I'm a YouTube fucking clown, right? I a mean, YouTube I'm, I'm, clown. I get, I, I am. I get stuck on YouTube and I can't get off of it. And so I watch so much crap on there. There. So should we start? A, shows, should we start a YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, well, give me something else to watch. No, I get. I. I mean, I'm like everybody. I get hooked on YouTube. You know, I'll, I'll try to fall asleep at midnight, and I try to, fall, you know, I try to fall asleep to some noise in the background. So I'll find something on YouTube, and then I just keep looking up other things on YouTube. And, and before you know, you know, you know you're watching Billy Joel performing in <laughs> no, Ottawa in no. 1975, and. Uh, no, no. Um, I do watch Billy Joel videos on YouTube, but I've also seen enough concerts to not have to watch them. I watch more concerts than people I haven't seen. When is he at Comerica? But yeah, he's at Comerica this summer. Yeah. July. Yeah. He's there in July. I think Elton John's in May. I think Green Day, which you've made fun of me for. Um, and I'm not a huge Green Day fan. I want to preface this. I'm not a huge Green Day fan, but I have watched some of their concerts online and it sounds like an awesome show. And Weezer's going to be there, and I know you love Weezer. Um, but anyway, so that, I think that's um, that's coming up. So that's another concert. The Rolling Stones are coming to Detroit. I mean, I, that's another one where it's like I'm not a huge Stones fan, but it's like, you know, there's groups you want to see before they stop touring. That's another one. So there's just a bunch of shows. Yeah, Stones concert yeah. would be yeah, Stones concert would be really fun. I yeah, I, I feel like that. that one's gonna be right behind Billy Joel for me, just because I hadn't seen them yet. And Stones so are Stones are Elton. at Ford Field, so if I, right? If I, yeah, and if I miss Elton, I've seen him many times, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, so the Stones would be ahead of them, right behind Billy Joel. 
All right. Well, you've got a packed social calendar. I don't know how you're going to get all this done. I don't know. I have a golf trip in Arizona this year. Too. Oh. You mentioned Arizona earlier. Oh. Uh, no, so I'll be playing golf in Arizona this uh, in November. Yeah. In November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually when Michigan people like to play golf. In oh November, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah that's right. I, f- I forget that. I'm such an LA kid now. I mean, I forget yeah. about my roots. Yeah, we have we get this thing called snow here. And, uh, I saw. I think. I think the line. By the way, by the way, no, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Fine. Uh, I'm still mad at you, but. We were not able to meet up when you were here over the holidays because you supposedly had the flu. Or okay, something. can I just tell you? Not only did I have the flu, I I was I had you skipped the Red Wings game. I skipped the Red Wings game. Uh, my I was supposed right. to. I, That's when I knew you were really sick. That's when yeah, I knew you were really sick. It was bad. I I I it was. I had so many different things wrong with me that trip. I had a. It was like the flu <laughs> that then transformed into like a cold, and then it was some kind of hybrid. I was like out of commission for like two days. It was such a bummer. I, it sucked. But yeah, like. Yeah, you know, long story short, I was back and like had all these New Year's plans with my friends. And so we had a hotel booked. We had Red Wings tickets, all these plans to go places, dinner, all this stuff. And I woke up New Year's Eve and I felt like I felt like I got oh, hit awful. by a truck or something. It was brutal. And so but still we I, we had to trust we trudged downtown because I still wanted my friends to have like a nice night. And I had to be there to get the hotel because it was like in yeah. my name. And so where I, was the hotel? Oh man, is that that like Marriott that's right across the street from the Rensen? Oh yeah, yeah. okay. It's yeah, it's fine. yeah, it's fine. Um, nice, it's nice, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't get Fox Sports Detroit, which is strange. That's bizarre. Yeah, I like. I was like, well, probably because got- they think it. Probably because they think it's Canada. Maybe I don't know, but like I couldn't even watch the Wings game. It was one of the rare times that they won this season, so of course I missed that too. Um, but yeah, I know, I know. But I will, uh, I will be back. I, I gotta, I gotta figure out when I'm when I'm coming to to Michigan next. I, I want it to be. I well, mean, I give you credit. I give you credit for you know staying in that night. You know, I mean, a lot of people your age they try to push through. Oh, dude, I make I, it make it worse, and so I, I applaud you for that. I am the king of trying to push through, and that it was. Was right. just not it wasn't happening yeah. it was right. not we'll leave, we'll, happening. Leave the, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that i don't want any details yeah i'll spare no. you All right, i'm well, glad you're feeling better thank you better. thank you very much yeah next time uh, next time i'm back we'll have to go although i i do feel like next time i'm back it probably will be for uh maybe an msu football game and you're not allowed any slanting <laughs> from what i've heard so that might be no 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 well that, I, I hope so my best friends from college is getting married this summer in East Lansing, so uh, I better be a lot back, get otherwise your, we're going to have an issue. Get yeah. your best disguise. Yeah. You know what? It, you know, the funny thing is, is that um, I still have sources in East Lansing that talk to me because they understand that it's not personal, sure. and that's what I think a lot of people don't understand, and a lot of the fans, they look at it from afar and they think it's personal. It's not, and so there are people in power at Michigan State that still talk to me because they know that, yes, it sucks for them, that this stuff's coming out, but I'm just trying to get the story. That's well, all. off air, you'll have to tell me who those people are. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, well, Tony, this is uh, this has been lovely, per usual. Thank you very much for the time. I feel like I, I got you at a, at a very exciting. Was that a cat? Yeah, it's my roommate's cat, and I it's she's like a hundred. Your roommate or the cat? Town, so, no, no, no. My no, the roommate's <laughs> slightly younger. But um, the cat is like 100, and I'm supposed to be in charge of the cat because he's out of town. He's getting back from Chicago sometime. And uh, I, f- 
I fed the bitch. I don't know what she wants. So it's not my problem. <laughs> she wants to be on the podcast. Yeah, well, she did. She, she did. got her so wish. She got her yes, wish. Yes. Well, yeah, she's famous. Well, she's famous. well, yeah. I mean, once you hit same team, who else? Who else you got coming up on the podcast? I know you just threw this one together because you needed to do one. So you that called is, me. No, that but is not true. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you said before we went. No, I didn't say. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't say I needed to throw one together. I was excited to talk to you. Yeah. Who else you got coming up? Who Who is your dream guest? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I my my dream guest, I think, is probably. I mean, I, w- I would love to have like Gus Kenworthy on because I just no. think I mean yeah, I think he's great, but I also want to. I'm really you trying. Know, met him, right? No, I've never met him. No, I have. Oh, you have? Where? Yes. Um, let's see. This was after the Olympics, and they did that whole like stars on ice thing come to Detroit, and obviously the ice skating thing was such a big deal. So Adam Rippon, who became a big story, obviously sure. Rippon, Rippon, whatever. Rippon. Um, so you know, being the resident gay at the Detroit News, I went there and <laughs> is that to on your is that on your desk? Uh, probably it will be soon. I think they're working on the plaque right now. Great. Or the nameplate. But um, no, I wanted to go meet him and I wanted to talk to him and see if it was worth writing something. I ended up writing a column. But um, at that show, and we, we sat down and talked for quite a while before the show when they were doing rehearsals or whatever, like right near the rink. And um, Gus Kenworthy was there because he had become good friends with Adam Rippon right. during that Olympics. And they were doing like some TV sh- like show. And so Adam's like, oh, have you met my friend Gus? And I'm like, uh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh, thanks for introducing us (laughs) so yeah so we had we had a brief interaction yeah brief interaction uh during my interview with adam so i'm sure gus i got that over you i'm sure gus still tells people about that to this day i'm sure he does i mean yeah i mean i'm unforgettable um no there's (laughs) there are there i don't know there are a lot of people that i would love to talk to i mean you know that's the beauty of this podcast is like you know I, maybe yeah. self. Have you had Adam? Have you done? Have no, you had Adam? no. I would love See, Adam. I, I'm, he I'm, is a fun interview. Like yeah. he is. He's cursed as like a sailor. Yeah. Like he, he was, is. He is a great interview. And he, probably, I mean, he had all these plans to do a lot of things, and I don't know if it's all worked out for him. But he's probably available. Well, he was on Sid, who you know the the co-founder of Outsports. He has a podcast yeah, on yeah, on yeah, this yeah, yeah. on this network. He was on Adam was Sid's first guest, and it was mm-hmm. it was great. I mean, he yeah he's he's a yeah. dream. He's a dream podcast guest. Oh, he's 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 a great interview. Yeah, you should get him. That'd be that'd I'll be try. fun. I think yeah. you guys would. You guys would have a good rapport. Yes, I, I would like to think so too. Yeah, he, Gus he's, would be good too. Gus yeah. would be good too. But yeah, he's certainly yeah. he's certainly uh, on the list. <laughs> yeah. Who well, else? So, who, who's the big? All right. Who else? Give me one more. One. Then I'll let you go. I'll let you go off your podcast. No, no, no. Please. Well, the, I mean, the only reason you're letting me go is that I have to have this edited and posted in two and a half hours. The <laughs> how long did it take you to edit it? No, th- this one. I mean, yeah, no, no time at all, really. It's, it's. I mean, it's just like you know, I have to like adjust some audio stuff, whatever, and it'll be. Right. But it, it you won't. Can take, you can take the cat's voice out of there. No, that's be been fine. that's been the best part of the podcast so far. Um, <laughs> oh, the best. Part. Uh, who? I mean, God, it, it's funny putting me on the spot. I, I'm having a hard time right. thinking of who. Um, 
No, that's, I've, no, that's no, 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 no. I mean, there's there's a ton of people. I mean, I I've always wanted to have Billy Bean on. I oh, want to yeah. I want to talk to Jason Collins. I want to talk to. Uh, I'd love to talk to Sonia Deville, who is in WWE right now. She's an mm. out lesbian uh, wrestler. She's really cool. Um, who else is on that list? I'd love to Go talk on Dale Scott. They yeah, the Dale, he'd, he'd be good. Yeah, Dale was on. Yeah, Dale's been on some podcasts on the Outsports Network. I would love to talk to him. Um, I would love to talk to to Ryan Russell. Who just came out the bisexual football player. Um, okay. I would love to talk to him. I mean, you know, like I guess I was just sort of saying. I mean, that's the beauty of this. When I started the podcast, I selfishly maybe didn't know how deep the pool would be. You know, oh, like yeah. how it's many bigger, and I, yeah, and I think that's important, and I think that's a good thing, and I think what you do. With your podcast, a very good thing because these stories, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of people look at these stories and these coming out stories and talking about these issues. It's like, why, why are you talking about this? No one cares, and people do care. And you know, the people that you, the audience that you reach with these stories and these interviews is very important. And uh, so, I commend you on that. And uh, shoot for the stars of these interviews, man. Well, you can thank do better you. than me. Well, I don't know. This is I, I I enjoy our conversations. We'll have to have you back once you actually. This is actually what's going to happen. You're going to have to watch Friday Night Lights, and there's okay. we're going to have right. like a. I may have said this last time, but you, when you, you finish, yeah. yeah, when you finish it, we're going to have a very special episode of Same Team where you come on and we we chat about. Okay, it. and how many seasons is it? Five, five seasons. How yes. many episodes a season? Uh, it varies. Okay. It's like so 10, 15, the, the last, I believe the final three seasons are 10 and okay, I, I think seasons one and two are, are a few more, but it's, I'm All telling right. you just start. Right. It's not, you're going to wish there were more, you know, every time I, I start a show like that with it, with the strong recommendation, I'm always hesitant because it's like, I don't want to get hooked on something and then I'm going to like it. So I will do it. That's my homework. Thank when you. I'm finished, we'll talk again. Report not, back. Not a minute before. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, thank you for uh, your kind words, and you know, I, I I throw it right back at you. I mean, everything, like I said, that you're doing is is very important. So, from one MSU grad to another, uh, keep holding people accountable. All right, man. I appreciate you having me on. We'll do it again. All right. Thanks, Tony. Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Everybody, that is it. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, thank you to my pal, Tony Paul, for the time. He continues to do excellent work over at the Detroit News, and I urge you to check out everything that he's doing. Uh, I also urge you to check out all the other podcasts on the Outsports Network. I feel very honored to be here among so many very smart, talented people who are trying to push progress. It's uh, it's a very cool thing. So thanks to you, and thanks to everybody at Outsports uh, for their support. Until next time, guys. Daniel Trainer for Same Team signing off. Bye.